Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. This ain't going to be no regular Easter service. I feel the anointing of God. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Come on, come on, come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. It's time that you begin to acknowledge uh, that you begin to acknowledge that Jesus is living in your life. Hallelujah. I need you to open up your mouth today and I need you to say Jesus lives in my life. He lives in my life. He's living. He's not crucified. He's not dead. He's not suffering. But he wanted all for me. I've got the victory. I've got all power. Hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, shout glory. Come on, say, I got the keys. Say, I got the keys. Somebody give me some keys. Somebody give me a set of keys, a set of keys real quickly. Now, keys. I need somebody that's got a bunch of keys. Old deacon, I need an old deacon. I need an old deacon that's got about 45 keys. Ain't nobody got no keys? Oh, yeah, there, there you go, right there, there you go, right there, there, there you go. I told y'all she was going to be singing today. Come on, daughter, come on, daughter, come on. Stand right up here, you got your keys today. You got Tremaine, get up here, get your keys. Come on, Joya, I told y'all, I ain't going to lie to y'all. I'm telling y'all the truth. Carrie, Tremaine, and Joya are going to be worshiping with pastor today. Get your keys in your hand, daughter, here you go. Keys, keys, come on, daughter, come on. Come on now. Millie Brown looking all fly and everything right now. She, she all mad, but shake y'all keys. Just, just shake y'all keys. Keys. See, I'm preaching right now. See, see, we celebrate that he went to the grave, that he got up, that he died on the cross, but I, I don't think we celebrated enough that when he went down into the grave, he didn't come back up empty. When he went down into the grave and he had the battle and he had the fight for your life, he didn't come back empty-handed. He came with some keys in his hand. See, if y'all would get that prophetically, you would be going in your purse and getting your keys because he understood that I can't just come back into the earth just being Christ but I need to leave my people with something he he told the disciples that I would not leave you comfortless I, I'm not gonna leave you behind but I need to put some keys in your hand Val I need to put some keys in your hand Walker I need to put some hand some keys in your hand Cheney I, I need to put some keys in your hand some keys in your Hand, I, I got keys in my hand. Y'all, y'all still ain't got it. Some of y'all still looking around. You're still looking around. Keys in your hand. I keys in your hand. I, I I've given you keys to unlock. My God, somebody say, I, I'm getting ready to unlock some things in my life. I'm getting ready to unlock some dead things in my life. I'm getting ready to unlock my purpose. I'm getting ready to unlock financial prosperity. I'm getting ready to lock, unlock a healthy marriage. I'm getting ready to unlock a new career. I'm getting ready to unlock my dream because Jesus died that I might have keys to the kingdom, my purpose my victory i've got all power in my hand 
Can I, can I give it to you? Real quick. If you never use the key, it's going to be no good. Why do you got keys in your hand and you never find the lock to unlock it? Now, 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 here is the key. There's one master key. <laughs> so you ain't got to worry about unlocking the master lock. The master lock has already been broken. It's already been unlocked when he died on the cross, when he gave his life on the cross, when, when he hung there without a mumbling word, when he, when he went down, he unlocked the master key, but he gave you your own keys, my God, your own keys to your dream, your own keys to your children, your own dream to your, your own keys to your family. It's time that you stick your key in the lock, and I dare you to just turn it, my God. This ain't no combination. Uh, you ain't got the wrong key you got all the right keys in your hand uh, all you need to do is decide which right key you're going to use for the moment that you need the key to work for you my God I need healing so I need to unlock the door to healing I need financial prosperity so I need a key to unlock the doors to the bank vault that belongs to me so symbolically I want you to do something for me today I want you to grab your key and whatever you're needing to happen in your life, I need you to grab that key. Look at somebody and say, I got the right key today. I got, I got the keys in my hand. I got the keys. In, I got the keys in my hand. The keys in my hand. Uh, Whatever you need, daughter, I need you to pull out the key and unlock it. Whatever you need, my robot, whatever you need, there it is, there it is. Just start turning it. All you, all you got to do is just turn it one time. And, and when you turn it one time, I need you to symbolically turn the knob on the door and push the door open and walk in that new place. Walk in your victory. Walk in your power. Walk in the grace of God. See y'all waiting on me to he got up this morning. He could have came. I ain't nobody trying to do that right now. I'm trying to give you purpose right now. You didn't step out of your seat. When you walk into a new door, that means that you gotta step out and you gotta walk into something. I, I, I'm going to walk into something today. I, I'm going to walk into something. I, I'm walking into my new house right now. I, I'm walking into my new car right now. I'm walking into my new mind right now. I'm walking into victory right now. I'm walking into power right now. I'm walking in my new dream right now. Did you hear what I said? I'm walking into the new college. I'm walking into the new scholarship. Did you hear what I said? I, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. I, I'm not going to just use the key and not open the door. Can, can, can I give it to you? Can, can I give it to you? You're in a season. Well, this is not that game. That what's behind that door? What's behind that door? Can, can I tell you? It's only one door. It's only one door. It's only one door. When you unlock that door, you're going to walk through another room. And every door you walk through is going to open. It's going to open. It's going to open. It's going to open. 
It's going to open. It's going to open. It's going to open. What y'all doing? What you doing? You got to start prophetically walking in your power and in your victory. Here it is. Jesus was already dead before he got to the cross. I, I know that y'all thought that he died on the cross. Y'all can go take your seat. Pastor preaching already. We're about to be done in a few minutes. Uh, if y'all want to stay here, y'all can. But, but, but here it is. You ain't got to sit down. Keep standing up. Uh, this is our culture here. Uh, but, but Jesus was already dead before he got to the cross. When, when, when you go to the Word and you go right down into Gethsemane, but, but can I go all the way back? I, I think Jesus died the moment that he went into the wilderness. Did, 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 you, did you hear what I just said? It was, it was the 40 days and the 40 nights that prepared him for the cross. Oh my God. Because the 40 days and the 40 nights was just as hard as it was as going to the cross. My God. See, God will never prepare you for a cross without giving you a wilderness test. See, I know that, that we talk about he's risen and that's all good, but if you never understand the journey, when John baptizes him, Jesus is now thrust by his own submission into the wilderness. Come on, son, stay with me. He goes into the wilderness for 40 days. Somebody say 40 days, 40 nights. He didn't eat. My God, he did not drink. Oh, Rabbi, Rabbi. See, that's why when he said, I thirst on the cross, he understood. My God, I had already experienced what it felt like to be thirsty. I see y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. When he was in pain, he had already understood what it felt like to be in pain because in the wilderness is where he died. It's where the journey began. Uh, see, it's in your wilderness that prepares you for your cross. It's the wilderness that prepares you for your garden of Gethsemane. But see, if you never make it through your wilderness state, you are going to abort your Gethsemane. You will abort your cross. You will abort your burial. You will abort your resurrection. Why? Because you never submitted from the beginning. But now let's get to the journey. Jesus gets to the garden and Jesus is now seen in his human state. Can somebody say, every now and then I might get a little depressed. And I know the faith people talking about, you never, you never say that, but let me tell you something. Jesus had a depressive moment. Uh, Jesus went into a depressive state in the garden. He, he was in the garden and there was agony. My God, he, he was toiling over whether he should do it or whether he should not do it. Can I preach to somebody today? Uh, you've been toiling or whether you should go to the cross or whether you should not. Should I do it or should I not do it? I'm tired. I, I don't understand it right now, but my heart is heavy. My heart is heavy. My soul is heavy, but you got to understand that you must bear your cross alone. It was in the garden where the cross is now fulfilled. Did y'all hear what I said? Without the garden of Gethsemane, the cross 
could not be fulfilled. It was in the garden where he goes and, and he says, uh, uh, I, I need a cup, I need a cup, I need a cup. I need this bottle of water. Goes in the garden and he prepares a cup. God prepares a cup. Come here, elder. Take that ladle right there. No, no, I'm going to do it. You stand right there. Yo, y'all stay with me real quick, y'all. He prepared a cup of some stuff that wasn't going to be right. And in the cup, when Jesus was being created, God was preparing a cup. You know, when your mama knew that you were sick, she would make a cup. And grandmama always kept something in her cupboard for when you were sick. She knew that you had to get to school the next day. Let me shake it a little bit. She'd take that little concoction, shake it up. That's what God been doing to you all your life. He's been shaking you. Shaking your purpose. Shaking your destiny. I'm tired. I'm hurting. But God keeps shaking you and shaking you. And now he's saying, I'm ready for you to take the cup. You've been winning, you've been doing all these things in your life, but God is saying, I'm ready for you to take your cup and you arrive at Gethsemane. And God gives you the vision that things are getting ready to blow up for you. This is getting ready to happen and that's getting ready to happen. But then you got to understand Gethsemane has to come. Did you hear it? Without a Gethsemane, there is no cross. So now he takes the cup and Jesus has heal people set them free he's made the lame walk called out Lazarus three times and he came out of the grave but now Jesus himself has to taste what he has healed he has to taste what he has delivered, my God. He has to taste what has been put upon him, my God. He gets in the garden and the Lord said, I got a cup prepared for you my God and I'm ready to prepare the cup Jesus the fear factor of going into your Gethsemane is that you gotta taste the cup come on here preacher you want a title but you don't want the cup you want position and you want status and you want breakthrough but you don't want to take your Gethsemane. Hold it, hold it right there. You, you, you want God to heal your life, but you don't want to take the cup. You, 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 you want all of it to pass away, but, but he's saying that if this cup can pass away from me, can I give it back to you? Try to give it back. Now you got to respond. God don't want nothing to do with the cup. Because the cup don't belong to him. It belongs to you. I, I don't want it. I, I, I've already tasted my cup. 
I tasted my cup when Adam broke relationship with me. I'm about to go all the way back and just jack this theological thing up. I, I, I tasted the cup for 1,500 years when the children of Israel disobeyed me. I, I tasted my own cup when David committed adultery. I tasted my own cup uh, uh, when Noah got drunk and messed up his family. Uh, 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 I tasted the cup when Samuel acted a fool. I, I tasted a cup when, when I had to send you into exile for 70 years. I, I've been tasting the cup too long. Oh, my God. And I need somebody else uh, to see how it feels uh, to be on the throne. Uh, and you got to take a cup uh, of something that you did not do. God never sown discord in the earth. It was man, but it was by his long suffering that he had to taste your disobedience, that he had to taste your rebellion, that he had to taste Israel's sin. But now he says, I need a man to taste the sin that will cause man to be redeemed again. And Jesus is in the garden and he says, God, if this cup could pass from me, come here, Raymond, come here, Han, come here, Cheney, come here, Walker. And like, man, will you leave me alone, Reverend? He takes his boys with him and he says, can y'all just stay here while I go over there? What you got to understand that Yogasimity is a lonely place. But he had Peter, James, John. Right on the other side was that enemy that was watching him in the wilderness showed up again to say, what you going to do now? You ain't got nobody to heal now. You ain't got nobody to set free now. What you going to do now? What you going to do now? While he's toiling, his boys is over there asleep. Act like y'all sleep. Over there sleep. They sleeping. Jesus is toiling. Ah. Jesus is in pain and he's in agony and he's holding a cup that really doesn't belong to him but God is making him take the cup. Why? Because he knows that man himself has not been able to redeem himself. I gave you the tabernacle. I gave you tithe. I gave you offering. I gave you the sacrifice. I gave you the Ten Commandments and you still cannot redeem yourself. So I got to take my only begotten son, the only son that I ever had, the only son that belongs to me, and I now got to watch my son take a cup for some men that are sleeping right now. So you got to be careful about the people that you depend on because in your times of pain, in your times of hurt, in your times of discouragement, your Peter, your James, your John will fall asleep on you at the wrong time. Jesus said, can this cup pass away from me? He puts the cup down and he journeys over and he looks at him. He walks over, he journeys at him and he says, Peter, what the heck is your problem, man? Can you not just pray with me for one hour? 
Can y'all just not get yourself up on Sunday morning and come be with your pastor for one hour? Can you not just get off of work and come to Bible study for one hour? You know I'm over here toiling. You know I got this cup in my hand and I've got to take it for you. But now you're going to go to sleep on me at the wrong time. They coming after me. They getting ready to take my life. I'm getting ready to do something that I really don't want to do. But I know I got to do it. And my boys are falling asleep on me. Peter, what's your problem? See, he didn't go to James or John. He went to Peter. Why would he go to Peter? Because Peter is the loud mouth. I ain't going to deny you. I ain't going to turn my back on you. I'm going to go to death with you. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to fight for you. See, you got to understand, Peter really thought that that's what he was going to do. And he really believed it. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty, your Peter's going to fall asleep. Your John's going to fall asleep. And he looks around and he says, I need you to stay on guard. Pray and watch. He goes back. He leaves the cup there. And he finally says, I had enough. I understand that they don't have power enough to redeem themselves. I preach the message that I can only do what my father does. I can only say what my father says and he begins to say if it be your will not my will he takes the cup in his hand oh rabbi he's tolling the bible says that he was sweating so much as if blood was coming out Y'all are not understanding. He has to now go all the way back. And he's now tolling over the first time that the blood was shed illegally. See, the blood was only supposed to be shed one time, my God. But it was Cain's issue that shed the blood and cursed the ground. And the ground curses man now. And now man is operating under a curse, a spiritual and natural curse. That's why it's been hard in your generation. That's why it's been hard in your family. And now Jesus decides that I must taste the cup. Taste the cup. Taste the cup. Hey, Kete Rabba. See, 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 see. See, see. God says my, my vision, my will will not return unto me void. See, before you give it back, the cup has to be empty. See, that's the problem. We're trying to become full in the presence when we should be empty. See, you're full when you leave out of the presence. 
but when you return, you're empty. Why? Because that means that you've tasted a cup all week long. You went through some things all week long. And when you return the cup, my God, return it back to me. Guess how he returns it back to God? He gets on the cross, my God. He gets punched in the face. He watches Peter deny him. He watches all the 12 disciples run away from him. He watches his mother cry. He watches everybody stand around and laugh at him and talk about him. But he gets on the cross. The problem is, is you keep looking at a naked cross. And that's why you don't give your life to Christ. And that's why you keep backsliding over and over and over because you never picked up your own cross. You never bared your own cross. You never decided to make a choice in your own Gethsemane that you were going to give your life for your generations, that you were going to give your life for your children, that you were going to give your life for people that will mistreat you and talk about you and misunderstand you. See, that's why Christianity is so confused because we only teach you that Jesus is not on the cross can I give it to you he's not on the cross guess who's on the cross you you don't come off your cross until you stop breathing see I know that no I know no 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 when you keep looking at an empty cross you keep blaming your sins on Jesus when you keep looking at an empty cross, you keep blaming it on your daddy and you keep blaming it on other people and blaming it on other people. But imagine if you put yourself on the cross and when you sin, you saw your own sin on the cross. You saw your own issues on your cross. You saw the issues that you carry in your life. But not only that, you are able to forgive everybody else's foolishness. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Adam and Eve knew not what they were doing when they bit the apple and they took it from the tree. Jesus died for the original act of sin. You keep thinking that he died for New Testament sin. You keep thinking that he died for the currency. No, no, no. He had to go all the way back and forgive. Come on now. Come on now. Y'all saved. Now, this is why you need your own cross. That means that you need to go all the way back and forgive some people for they know not what they do. My granddaddy's granddaddy's uncle's granddaddy's mama's mama's mama didn't know what she was doing when she married the wrong joker. My granddaddy's uncle's uncle's father's father's sister uncle father didn't know what he was doing when he stepped out on his wife, when he stopped beating his wife, when he stopped drinking alcohol, when he stopped taking drugs. My mama didn't know what she was doing when she abandoned me and she had me out of wedlock. Father, I forgive them for they know not what they do, but I will be the person that'll stand on the cross and take the punishment for their sin. I will be the one that will die for their sin, that will be the redeemer of my generation. I'm ready to take a cup. Lift your hands. I know that you don't hear the cross message taught like this, but some of y'all need to drink the cup and stop passing it down through generations.
passing it down through generations. You're passing a full cup down through generations. Pour me some water in there. Pour me some water in there. You keep passing it away and passing it away. Why won't you take the cup? 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 Why won't you put yourself on the cross and be the redeemer for the next generation? Why do you keep giving it away? Pass it around. I want it. It's your fault. Pass it. It's your fault. I ain't taking it. It's your fault. I ain't going to church today. Pastor, get on my nerves. Talking about tithing offering. Well, why don't you take the cup? And why don't you take the cup? Take the cup. Take the cup. Take the cup. Pass the cup around. I'm waiting on somebody to drink the cup. I'm waiting on somebody who's going to stand up and drink the cup. Are y'all catching the drift here? That's why you keep falling off. That's why you keep going from relationship to relationship. Because you never rebuke divorce in your family. Never rebuke poverty in your family. You never rebuke lying in your family. You never rebuked abuse and rape in your family. Jesus has to taste every sin that was committed. He never did a sin. He never committed a crime. And you're sitting there saying, I ain't do it, so I, I pass out. That ain't my business. That's why you ain't going to never get to the cross. Hear what I'm saying? As you lift your hands and stand on your feet today, I need some people. I need some young men that are going to decide today. I need some strong men that are going to decide today that you are going to taste this cup. I know my daddy left me. I know my daddy cheated on my mama. I know my daddy was slapping my mama around. I know my daddy was selling drugs. And, and I, see, see, we don't want to talk about this stuff, but the reason that you're struggling is that you never took the cup of past iniquity and sin and you keep passing it down to your generations and every time you pass it it gets worse worse I'm waiting on somebody to bring me an empty cup and it better not be no woman it was man's fault that the earth fell into sin where my men at? Who gonna take the cup? Bring me that cup. Take it. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Take it. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. Take it, son. You got it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Whoa, shake it. Rabbi, take it. Take it. Oh, Rabbi, take it. Take it. What's wrong with y'all men? Why y'all ain't take the cup? Why ain't take the cup? 
Our women are waiting on us to take the cup. What's your problem? We're going to take the cup. Give me that cup. We're going to take it. Give me some water. Give me some water. I want another man that's going to take the cup. You're going to take it for your generations. You're getting ready to change your generation. Come on. I want you to be brave and walk up here. My God. Take your time. Take your time. Take the cup. 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 My God. My God. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. I need y'all to shout. Shout. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. There it goes. Take it, son. Take it, son. Be the redeemer of your generation. The redeemer, son. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I need every man to get to this altar right now. Every man to get to this altar right now. I'm not going to say it again. I said every man to get to this altar right now and flood this altar right now. Lift your hands. Come here. Up here. Y'all always stand with me up here when I minister. Come on. The little guy, stand with me when I minister. Stretch your hands towards them. Stretch your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. He's all right. We got it. We got it. Somebody watch that little baby right there. We got him, daughter. We got him. Let him crawl. Leave him alone. Let him, let him stay right there. We got him. My God. Jesus Christ. My son. Father, today we break the mold that just being a man is not being a man. But we stand as the redeemers of our generations. We stand as the redeemer to our generations. Our sons and daughters will respond to the call that is upon their life. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we praise you and we thank you. I need every man to just say, I'm taking the cup today and symbolically take the cup. Just symbolically act like you got a cup in your hand and take it. I'm taking it. Drink it. Take it. Jesus' name, let the generation of Joel, let us be the redeemer for his generation. Right now, in Jesus' name, sons and daughters shall prophesy and dream dreams. Fathers shall nurture and not provoke our children to wrath. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.